Jason Wood. I'm an Air Force veteran, and uh, I'm a mortgage loan officer. I've been in the loan business since uh, 2001. So seeing seeing the the roller coaster, the up and the down, and the down was pretty brutal. <clears throat> but um, I'm doing this podcast armed and ready because I just I saw the value in social media of just putting out content. Right? I think um, we see so many people out there trying to um, advertise for themselves for their own business, and they're they're throwing up a picture and saying, you know, buy now. And I don't know that that's really what the followers or the viewers on social media want to see, like always buy now, buy with me, or look how great I am. Um, I think social media on top of seeing, you know, staying in touch with friends and seeing, you know, what people are up to and, and, you know, the, the shinier side of their life is, you know, getting some sort of value out of social media besides seeing, you know, what someone had for dinner at the restaurant. Um, so that's why I'm doing the podcast is to provide some value and really bring some focus and attention to that military space. Um, I know that, you know, active duty military members, they listen um, to a lot of podcasts and on social media. And a lot of times that's their, their form of entertainment or the way to get away, especially when they're outside of the country and away from their families and stuff, that that's kind of their go-to thing. So I figured, you know, what better way than to provide some, some value to them and something that would be interesting, right? Um, that talks about, you know, veterans and entrepreneurship because not everybody is going to be in the military for 20 or 25 years and make a full career out of it you know some people are in for one or two enlistments and and they've had their fill for whatever reason or they you know they got um you know really excited about doing something else in life and and that's totally okay nothing wrong with that um and i think that there's a big story to be told there for all those people who have started in the military and then branched out to do something else um, so yeah, so you've seen in uh, the Armed and Ready podcast, I've done a lot of interviews with veterans, um, veteran entrepreneurs and stuff like that, talking about their story and everything. So I thought today um, we flip the script a little bit <clears throat> and tell you a little bit about me. You know, who am I and, and how did I get into this whole military niche? And um, for me, really, it started at a super young age. Um, I've always been obsessed with being a pilot, and that was my life's dream and my life's goal was to be a pilot. Um, and as a young kid, the movie Top Gun came out, and of course, you know, flying the F-14 Tomcat on an aircraft carrier and being Maverick, you know, that was the dream. And um, so I always had this extreme passion for the military and aviation and fighter jets and and just that excitement around it. And um, so when I got into high school, you know, I, I joined the uh, the ROTC group there, which was definitely not the the cool kids thing to do. But you know what? I really, really loved it. I got a lot of value out of the high school ROTC program. Um, I climbed the ranks pretty high. By my senior year, I was running the uh, the entire brigade for um, our school district. And <clears throat> as a result of that, you know, learning the path and direction and things I needed to do on the military side of things, I knew I needed to um, get some pilot training under my belt. I knew that I needed a college degree. I needed to be an officer to be a pilot. So those things are the ones that I that I knew I needed to do. And in, in high school, I knew I needed to be super involved in, in extracurricular things, sports, have really good grades. And, and so I, I hit all those tasks and I got nominated to the military academies. I got um, an ROTC nomination to West Point. We were, um, at my high school, we were an Army ROTC program, so I got nominated to West Point. And then I pursued um, congressional nominations as well. And I got nominated to the Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, Coast Guard Academy, and Merchant Marine Academy. And um, so I had all these nominations. So it, in theory, I thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, the world is my oyster. I just need to pick one. And for me, it was either the Naval Academy or the Air Force Academy because 
that's who flies airplanes. And um, so as I pursued things forward, uh, <clears throat> wasn't able to get into the schools. I, I didn't have high enough SAT scores. I kept retaking them because you can combine your highest scores. And for me, those standardized tests just did not make me shine. So um, I figured without getting any mentorship or guidance, I figured, okay, well, the next thing I need to do then is prove to these academies that I can do college at the same level that I was able to do high school and really kick butt at it. So I went to my local university, University of Nevada, Reno, enrolled there and um, got involved in their ROTC program, um, extracurricular student government, their jazz band, joined a fraternity, uh, got super good grades, went applied and again. And um, I got congressional nominations again to the Air Force Academy and the Naval Academy. I thought, okay, for sure I'm a shoe-in. I'm going to be going to one of these academies. And um, they defaulted back to the SAT score thing. And I was like, but look, I can I can hack college. Like, look at all that I'm doing. And they're basically, it's like, nope, this is the standard. And you either meet it or you don't. And I didn't. So at that point, I wasn't sure where I was headed with my whole dream and desire to get into the military and fly airplanes. And um, so... I finally started, you know, talking to some people about it. And my dad, of all people, who was not in the military, a bunch of his college buddies did go into the military, and they all went into the Nevada Air National Guard. And when they were in there, uh, the guard flew F-4 Phantoms on a reconnaissance mission, really cool airplanes. And then a lot of them took the same career path that I was aiming to go for as well, which was fly in the military for a while, and then when you get out, fly commercial jets and uh, make a really good living. You work like half the year. All the guys I know flying commercial airlines just have a great life. So that was now the new target. So <clears throat> joined the Nevada Air National Guard, went away to basic training in my tech school uh, during the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of school. So I was in the Nevada Air National Guard through, uh, through college while I still attended the University of Nevada. And um, then I, I did two enlistments there. And they have a pilot selection committee, and they select one pilot a year. And they switched over now to flying C-130s on a reconnaissance mission and after they retired the F-4. And so that even fit my, my career goal even better to fly a multi-engine airplane that was nice and slow because it could build up flight hours and transition right into the commercial airlines. So that was now something pretty appealing to me. And um, so um, I got my, my private pilot's license because that was kind of an unwritten requirement for this selection committee and um, letters of recommendation, all that sort of stuff. and went in front of the board three different years and my third year was the last year of my second enlistment, and I didn't get the pilot slot that last year. And by this time, I had graduated college, so I had my degree. <clears throat> so I thought I was, you know, a shoo-in, and I didn't get it. And so the the decision came because I had already kind of fallen into the mortgage business by accident, like the very end of my college career. So I was doing mortgages, and I was I was uh, at the end of my enlistment here with the, the National Guard. And I wasn't getting a pilot slot. I did get offered some officer position doing something else, but the, the job didn't sound that appealing to me. So I decided to get out and and uh, didn't end up becoming a military aviator, which was always my dream. Um, but when I got into the mortgage business, and that was totally by accident, it was um, through my fraternity brothers. And uh, we started out at the very beginning. It was just a, a shop of like five or six of us, all fraternity brothers, young college guys having way too much fun together. Um, but we started out doing VA refis, VA earls, and not knowing really what we were doing. But in the mortgage world, the VA earl is the most simple loan to do. So it's a great loan to, to, to learn on and, and get taught. So 
that's what we started doing. And it, it took me a few years in the mortgage business to really understand the power of the VA loan. I'd say it was probably like four or five years later before I really fully understood what this thing was that, you know, was at our fingertips. And I had already purchased a house, didn't even use my VA loan the first time. I had no idea. And I, I should have looking back at it, but I didn't. And um, so from there, you know, started learning the, the value of the VA loan, but I was up in the Reno, Nevada market doing loans. And so there's not a lot of military up there. There's not a lot of VA loans to be done in that area. So the VA loan still wasn't a very prominent thing at the time. And it wasn't until I actually moved away from Reno and I moved down to the San Diego area that um, my boss at the time was like, dude, you should move down here and you should really focus in on that niche. You know the product super well. You're a veteran. You know, I mean, you could really serve the community. And so that's when I the light bulb kind of went off that, okay, this is the area of expertise that I really should hone my skills in and um, and get going. And and so then as I, as I started to try and figure out how to be niched into the military market and the VA loan space, um, the big thing, aha moment hit me was, you know, what is your why? Because, you know, if you're trying to just get in and do military stuff, you know, for money, um, that's the wrong reason, you know, and, um, and I, I realized that as I was trying to figure it out and, um, I really had to determine what was my why. And, you know, the cool thing about being in the San Diego market is it's one of the largest military markets in the country. So, you know, you're always seeing like Ospreys flying over and helicopters and F-18s and you see aircraft carriers in the bay and battleships out in the bay. And, uh, you know, there's so much military presence here that being a military guy who loves the military just is really like invigorating and exciting. In fact, it's, it's made me reconsider um, getting back into the military many times because I just love it so much. But um, that's what really helped me kind of determine what my why is. And, and, and my why is, is really being able to continue to serve just in a different way. So rather than strapping on boots and throwing a uniform on, um, the way that I serve is really giving back to the military community, showing them the opportunity that they have to create wealth through real estate. And, you know, the military does a lot of things super, super well. You know, they're really good at creating warriors and training leaders and, and preparing us for war. But the one thing that they don't spend any time training us on are the benefits and the perks we get from having served. And one of those is the great opportunity to build wealth through real estate. And if you look at anybody who's amassed a lot of wealth in the United States, by and large, they've done it through real estate. And so being in the military and having access to the VA loan could not be a more perfect design for people to create wealth. Not only are you getting paid, you know, you got a secure job and everything like that, but the military gives you a basic allowance for housing and that's tax-free money every month. And it varies based on your duty station and cost of living there, but that's tax-free money. The government's saying, Hey, here, own a home, put a roof over your head. And a lot of people just default to living on base and giving that money to Lincoln housing. Even if you compare Lincoln housing's rental, amount to the market that you're living in, they're making a, they're making way more than the regular market. So it's really throwing money away badly. And then you look at, um, you know, the government also gives you a tax benefit for having a mortgage, right? You can deduct some of that interest on, on your taxes. So there's two, two government influenced reasons why you should own a home if you're in the military. And then thirdly is you're accumulating equity in that home. This is an asset that will appreciate over time. And help you to generate that wealth. And, and the beauty of all of this is 
is when you're active duty in the military, you're getting PCS and you're changing duty stations every three or five years. And that gives you kind of a clean slate to go buy a home again. And so long as you're buying homes with a strategy and doing it intelligently and not just trying to get the coolest, biggest house everywhere you go, um, you can really leverage the VA loan and use it multiple times. I have some clients have three and four VA loans actively going. And because they've used it going to all these duty stations, but they were smart when they bought it. And that's, that's the thing that I love to do is to help teach not only here's a great benefit, buy a house, and, and it is. And, and that if you don't have a, a, a dream to build a real estate portfolio, there's nothing wrong with that either. But if your dream is to, to own a few more properties, we can really get into some deep strategy and talk about that. And that really has become my passion and my why is like, how can I help you? I mean, you, you have this great career in the military and you know, provided nothing catastrophic ever happens to you. You may do 20 years and have an awesome retirement and then maybe get a disability award after that. Um, but what else? I mean, a lot of people, when they get into the military, they're, you know, 18 to 20 years old. So you put in 20 years and you're, you're in your early 40s. And, and today, you know, being in your early 40s is still pretty young. I mean, you can have a whole nother career. Or you have a whole nother lifetime ahead of you really at that point. And if you had done all this time in the military, now you're collecting some security, right? You have that retirement, maybe some disability money and stuff. And if you've purchased homes over, over this career, um, now you have some passive income coming from these rentals. And if you've played it smart and your goal is to also maintain these as part of your retirement package, well, shoot, some of these homes, when you've gotten out of the military, are starting to come closer to being paid off free and clear. You know, by the time you're 50, you could have several of these homes owned free and clear, and you're still not at retirement age yet. So it's great passive income, it's great wealth accumulation opportunity, and I think that that is something that just doesn't get highlighted enough. And um, so that really is my why. And, and the other thing that really started driving me um, pretty passionately to start teaching about the VA loan and really teaching it to uh, real estate agents was I found that in most markets, even in San Diego, which is a heavy military market, that most markets have realtors that have been in the business for eons and have this really negative stigma about the VA loan. And, you know, 20 years ago, it was probably very warranted stigma. Um, 20 years ago, the VA loan was, was not a friendly, easy to do loan. It was, it was tough um, for a lot of reasons, but things have changed. And fast forward and the VA loan is arguably the best and one of the easiest loans to get through as long as you know what you're doing, right? It's, it's not for the loan officer who does one VA loan a year. It's going to be hard for them. And that transaction's probably going to be tough, you know, just like anything that you don't do often. You're not practiced at it. doesn't mean you're bad, but you're just not practiced at it. So my practice is VA loans. And so I love to really teach that to realtors. And I have a class in a series that I put on to teach realtors about the VA loan because there's so much um, bias uh, against the VA loan and their untruths that the realtors hold so dear to the heart that I've, I've been on some different um, events on base. I remember one of these events, it was like a career event at um, Camp Pendleton. And I was just talking to people. We had a booth there with my mortgage company at the time. And, and I was asking guys, hey, have you used your, have you, do you own a home? And a lot of people would walk by and say, yeah, I do. And then I would follow up that question real quickly as they're passing, say, hey, did you use your VA loan on it? And I got to tell you, the overwhelming majority said no. And then I would stop them and ask them, okay, what kind of loan did you use and why? And a lot of them said they used an FHA loan. And the reason was the realtor told them to because it was better and it was, and the VA loan wasn't a good loan. And that's, act, that's a tragic lie. 
Um, the FHA loan is the most expensive loan for any consumer to take. It has a very good place, and for the right situation, the FHA loan is beautiful. Um, but when you have the opportunity, because you've served and you have the VA loan available to you, the FHA loan is not a better consideration in any circumstance. Um, it will cost you more money. And, and it was just infuriating to me that I was hearing from service member after service member after service member that their realtor told them, to get an FHA loan. They wouldn't get their offer accepted with the VA loan. The VA loan's too hard. The appraisal will never come in. It's gonna be a nightmare, so on and so forth. Just all these negative things. And to be honest, that realtor really just has zero knowledge about the loan. They maybe were in a transaction several years ago and it didn't go super duper smooth. And all of a sudden they blame it on the loan and it's the most horrible thing on the planet. <clears throat> and so that was kind of the other push for my why and, and why I got so heavy into the military space is I felt like this this need that I have to help fix this problem um, because it's it's kind of like a virus in the realtor community you know one one new realtor goes and asks the seasoned realtor about a VA loan and that seasoned realtor got into the business in 1982 and they do three transactions every two years and they know it all and all of a sudden they think that you should never ever do a VA loan or accept a VA loan offer or anything like that and so they start spreading that rumor throughout their office and they're the aged senior real estate person in there that people seek advice from. So in a lot of these real estate offices, you have you know your super seasoned agent that's been in the business for 20, 30 years and, and they probably don't do a lot of transactions at this point, but you know, you'll have your younger agents that seek advice from them and will ask them advice on, hey, I got a listing and I got a buyer coming in and, and mention the VA loan and this seasoned agent will just you know, poop on their parade and, and tell them how terrible the VA loan is and all these bad things and not to accept it or not to move forward with it. And that really has become my, my, one of my purposes besides helping the military and serving the military is really like pushing this knowledge base to the realtors because, um, it's, n there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's the greatest loan there is out there in my opinion. And there's no reason to say no or, or to tell someone who served our country that they can't own a piece of this land because of the loan type that you disagree with. And, and the reason you disagree with it really, when you boil it down, is lack of knowledge and fear. So that's really, really my why. And um, so, you know, I, I'm really trying to just provide good content, good knowledge for people. You know, yes, I would love it if they would use me as, as their loan guy um, and, and help them with buying or refinancing their house. But at the end of the day, if I can just share that knowledge and help make the community at large, the military community and the real estate community, that much more knowledgeable on this amazing niche and this amazing program and product, then that's a win for me. That's a total win. And I know that you know by doing the right thing and having my heart in the right place, um, the, the business will follow. And and I think that was really kind of the 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 game changer for me was was shifting my why to helping people rather than my why towards chasing a dollar. And I think when anybody gets to that point of rationalization in their business, um, that's when they see explosive growth, is when you're really doing it for the right reason, you know, the reason that's in your heart. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been blessed. I've had, I've had some good success as a result of that. And, um, and now, now I just continue to pursue it, you know, and just help as many people as I can. I mean, I have loan officers from across the country call me and just ask me VA loan questions. Hey, I got a VA loan. I don't do them very often. You're the VA loan guy. Do you, I'm in the business, but do you care if I ask you a question? I, I think it's cool that, you know, I'm able to, to help the loan community a little bit too. You know, it's, you know, in, in communities like where I used to, to live, you, you don't see a lot of VA loans. So it's, it's, 
not unreasonable for a really awesome loan officer to just not have much experience with the VA loan. That's totally reasonable. Um, but even more reason why, <clears throat> if you are seeking a loan, that you should seek out someone that specializes in it. You know, I, I sometimes I liken it to a doctor, right? Like, if your arm is really hurting you, are you going to go to the dentist or are you going to go to your general practitioner, right? They both are doctors technically, right? They both have medical training and medical knowledge. But you would probably go to your general practitioner if you've got an issue in your arm, right? Or the dentist if you've got an issue with your teeth because they specialize in that area, in that particular field. And so there's nothing different about that when it comes to your, your home loan or your finances. You know, we, we really are a financial consultant to you and consulting you with the right loan products for you. And if, if you are eligible for the VA loan, then there's no reason why you shouldn't seek out somebody who specializes and that's their expertise. Yeah, my podcast, so I ask everybody, you know, the title of my podcast is Armed and Ready. And so I ask all of my guests on the show, you know, what is your definition of being armed and ready as it pertains to you or your, your industry and stuff? And, you know, a lot of that is preparedness. And, and I think to me what that means is really preparing the communities that I serve, you know, the military community and the real estate community, preparing them with the knowledge that they need to execute and, and support our military in owning a home. And by that, you know, it's it's putting on education seminars for realtors, education seminars for, for military. And a lot of times just having that strategy call. You know, I've, I've had so many calls with um, active military members that, you know, they're not going to buy a house for six to eight months, but we're trying to build the strategy today. And, you know, we'll have several conversations about the strategy and, and dollar amounts and things like that so that when they're ready to get after it, we've got this whole plan totally mapped out. And depending on where they get PCS two, three or five years from then, you know, we're prepared and we're ready to take down that next home and start building that portfolio. So being armed and ready, I think, is just really sharing that knowledge base of being prepared and myself being prepared with it. You know, I'm constantly learning and educating myself and following, you know, the different um, VA loan changes and the different bulletins that the VA puts out um, in regards to that stuff, just to, to stay sharp and to stay, stay on edge with everything that's coming on so that there's never any guesswork. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today to the Armed and Ready podcast. My name is Jason Wood, Air Force veteran, the VA loan guy. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today, VA loans, reach out to me at valoanguy.us.